Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Last time on The End of Time and Other Bothers. Greetings and salutations, guardians of the castle. I am Blatt, he's a drunken idiot, and she's wearing pants that are too big for her. There does appear to be someone in the cell next to you. What are you drawing? I don't know. It is the city of Steadfast. The four-petaled flower shape. They said that there might be two other people coming. This might be one of those people. We're stuck in this cell, and this, this really creepy guy, I think he called himself a chancellor. You will be mine. This story verse is ours. Yes, I will be yours, and you will be my... Volunteer from the audience! Darcy takes the beetle and clamps it on his arm. And that's our act, ladies and gentlemen. Best day ever! You freed my kingdom and my story. So about the artifact, what exactly are we talking about? A ball! A ball it is then, yes. I'll be sure to bring this back to our dimension. All right, let's turn our dials to transport and get out of here. Moira, we come to you triumphant. Not only were we able to defeat the shattering in that story verse, but look, we've brought someone from our timeline. Scribbles, come, come Scribbles, come in. All right, now we don't know Scribbles' real name or where they're from exactly or their gender. Are they trying pornography on my floor? Oh! <laughs> they weren't doing that before, Scribbles. You might want to stop doing that. No, you see, we found Scribbles in the Storyverse drawing things from our era. Now, you've mentioned that there were two other people from our era who were brought back. So, we found one of them, Scribbles. Are these books important? Oh, good. Please... Not the books. They can draw on anything else. Not the books. Okay, Scribbles, away from the books. Let's go. Let's go in this direction. Follow the fairy cake, Scribbles. Yum yum yum. Come is over that here. That's what I think it is. Uh, well, I'm actually not sure if that is possible. Well, if you look at it from another direction. Oh yes, that oh, is my. what you think it is. Yes. Oh, um, oh, I'm sorry about your floor. It's just we thought that Scribbles came from our era. So. So you were in a story verse. Yes. And you found a provocatively drawing character. Again, and, wasn't doing that before, but yes. And assumed that you should yank them out of that story verse because they would belong here. It was Blatt's idea. So what you seem to be intimating is that instead of doing a grand heroic deed and rescuing someone from a story verse that they should not be in, you seem to be saying that we've grabbed a random person, brought them to another reality, and are thus kidnappers. Yes. Oh, I've done a bad thing. Now, Ananka, would would you say that this Scribbles was an integral part of the storyverse, which is probably now collapsing in on itself horrifically, or maybe just a tertiary character that has caused minor damage to that storyverse? I wouldn't say he was very important. Uh, I think, you know, he's like footnote. So if we take him out, no one's going to notice. Well, I'll notice. Look what he's drawing on. It's a, that's, a, that's an original. Lighten up, Moira. It's the most action you've seen in 3,000 years. Oh, Ananka. Yes, let's talk about you, dear. 
and you're sending them into a perfectly safe world that you had a very clear vision on. Yes, it was, in my mind, it was clear. I don't know what happened. You ladies seem like you've got a lot going on, so maybe Egerton and I will just get out of your hair for the time being. Oh, oh. yes, and please take scribbles with you. <laughs> okay, then. The End of Time and Other Bothers, an improvised fantasy role-playing game set in the world of Alba Salix. Your game master is Sean Howard, with players Marisa King, Carter Siddle, and Michael Howie, and special guest Maggie Makar. Episode 8, Journey to the Temple, Part 1. We find the adventurers in the desert, following a road. They are bedraggled. They are covered in dust. Their clothing is faded and ripped. Their beards have grown, those who have beards. They have been traveling for many days. In the lead, we see Ananka, head bowed against the wind. Some steps behind, we see Darcy. Further behind, we see Blatt, smiling and skipping through the hot desert. And way, way back, we see Egerton huffing along, following their path. Slow down. So all of you are far southwest of Paradox. You have been traveling for five to seven days. Ananka it's been a long time since you've been to see the Oracle. And the Oracle's only about five days away. And you're going into your sixth or seventh day. It's a bit confusing with all the weather and, and everything. And what you do know is that the Oracle is across the border of Mediocria, which is a forested, pleasant area and not the desert. So your fear is that you might be a little off course and heading into the pointy lands. I feel we will be there soon. <sighs> Let me just consult my vision. This seems to be a lot of sand, Ananka. A lot, a lot of sand. I'm just glad we finally reached an area with a decent temperature. Ah, so pleasant. Water. Please, <gasps> slow down, water. Please. You used all of your water to make your last batch of fairy cakes, didn't you? You need fairy cakes for the desert because it sounds kind of like dessert. Well, I suppose that's true if you're very bad at spelling. Just try to suck some moisture out of another fairy cake. Any excuse to eat a fairy cake, eh? Okay. So I take a fairy cake out of my pouch. Rolling fairy cakes. And I nibble on it for the moisture. That is a two. Oh, no. <laughs> now, <laughs> I'm a little confused because I believe Egerton has a special ability about sustenance. Can, can you read me that ability before we deal? We're going to deal with the fairy cake incident, but. You don't need to eat or drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first sentence. <laughs> okay. So, so maybe we can redo a little bit of no, this. No, so, we're good. Or we're just going to plow ahead. Well, right. I think, who is it that said he's Mr. Organized and had everything all neatly laid out? I would like, does not need to eat or drink stricken from the record. <laughs> it's so, emotional. Uh, so Egerton uh, is, is, starts to nibble on a cherry cake and then a there's cherry a- cherry cake? <laughs> It's a cherry fairy cake. It's a cherry fairy cake. Cherry fairy cake. Eggerton starts to nibble on a cherry fairy cake, and there's a gust of wind, and he starts to choke. And his face is turning blue. Unfortunately, I don't notice because I'm continuing to plow ahead behind Ananka. I, I can't believe that a man of your size has problems with eating. He's turning purple, Blatt. 
<sighs> All right. So I walk up slowly behind Egerton, place my two hands just on his stomach, and begin pumping up in a rhythmic fashion to the tune of a popular song from our era. There, now, being thirsty is the least of your problems. So I will say you don't take any damage for that, Egerton. Uh, everyone is at full. You have been, you're miserable, except for Blatt. Blatt seems pretty happy. There's sand in everything, in your food, in your canteens, in your clothing. The sand acts as an exfoliant. But you are all at full HP, just so you guys are all aware. Because it's been many days since our like last... that's going to become necessary. <laughs> after our last adventure. Okay, you... We're going to check your site. Okay. So you have an ability on the front of your sheet, mm-hmm. which is called uh, the site. Yes, yes. Um, it's late afternoon, early evening. You would need to spend three hours. So you would need to st- set up camp. Mm-hmm be uninterrupted for three hours, which I will point out, you haven't had a lot of uninterrupted time on this trip. Right. You have these herbs you pull out and chants, and you have to be left alone for three hours to roll for the site. Okay, so Ananka says, you know, I need to be alone for three hours. I need to figure this out and consult the site. So you hear Ananka say something about, I need to be alone for three hours, and she starts just, like, setting up a little lean-to and... And I think that's fine because I could use a break and that means I can do some communing with Loxen, who's my goddess. So I just sit down a little ways away from Ananka and cross my legs and close my eyes. Why are they sitting down in the middle of the road? Uh, I believe this is a religious break. Do you want to continue our game of Candy World? I've got the board game in my bag. Oh, how I wish I was a religious sort. Fine, let us continue with Candy World. All right, I had three green goojubes and you had seven. (laughs) Yes, I was winning despite not really knowing or caring about the rules. What can I do with my seven? Uh, Is there anything I can purchase to perhaps make this game end sooner? Well, no, for every eight... Uh, greens that you have, you can get one red. And if you get 10 red, you can get one purple swirly. And whoever has the most purple swirlies in the end wins. I see. But if I have seven and you have fewer than that, does this not mean I've already won? No, it means you're in the lead for now. But you never know what happens when we go around uh, Fluff Top Mountain. See, it's here on the board next to the 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 sea of uh, uh, so go- then three hours pass, <laughs> and if you get more than ten, you get to go ahead and collect three reds. But if you only roll a six, then you get two greens. And when you add all of those up at the end of the session, we redistribute. And ultimately, if you have all of the purple swirlies, then you win. But first, we have to get around the mountain. So you go ahead and roll. All right, I'll just roll quickly here. Oh, a 13. Oh, good for me. I've made it all the way around. Well, ah, that was a great session. Purple swirlies all around. The dice only go up to 12. (laughs) Don't know how that happened, but, uh, yep, I did it. Uh, Fortunately, you did not see it. Well, uh, yes, let us see what the religious folks might be up to. Okay, so Darcy, you are in commune, so you go into a meditative state. Yes. And that basically means that you are able to refresh, right? Prepare all my roads. Right. And Ananka, you get to roll the site at the end of the three hours with the strange murmur in the background of some weird candy game. You're able to stay focused enough and you roll 2d6 plus your wisdom bonus. Okay. Seven. Plus. Plus two. So nine. Uh, so on a nine, if you want to read what it says on a seven to nine. On the seven to nine, you get an unrelated vision. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank goodness we stopped for three hours so that could happen. So what I will say, Ananka, is that you 
you've been sitting in your little lean-to. You've been you've got all the everything out. You've been doing the ritual, spending extra care this time. And for the last many times, you've just felt when you get your sight, something, something's just bugging you and you're not sure what. And you get that same feeling this time. Just, it's hard to put your finger on it. Whereas before you always believed, you just, right, your whole life you believed what you get. So you see the, the tree of the oracle. The tree of the oracle Idris is a 200-foot massive tree. Like, it is 30 to 40 to 50 feet wide at the base, and it's 200 feet tall, and its branches go out, and it's usually green and vibrant. And what you see is a tree that has next to no branches. It has, if it's been struck by lightning, but it's so large, what lightning could ever do that? But it is a burnt-up husk, and that's what you get. And you hear Blatt approaching the two of you. How is our religiosig doing? Do we know anything that needs to occur? I'm ready to go. I don't know what Ananka's doing. Hello within the lean-to. Coming into the lean-to. Hello. I am trying to understand why I am seeing what I am seeing. And Ananka's a little bit weary because... She doesn't want them to know that she's faltering a little bit and can't quite see what she wants to see, and yeah. she can't trust herself, but she doesn't want their confidence in her to waver. Yeah. Maybe if we just travel eastwards rather than west. We've been going a little bit too much west. We need to veer a little bit more and go to east. And there so, is a, a, so back the way we were going. Um, yes, I think we just missed a little. Uh, um, there was a fork in the road, and I think we took wrong fork. And you know, I haven't really been eating a lot, so we have to go back just a little bit the other way. It's just slight little problem. Normally, I would be upset about this news, but again, I find it just so refreshing in this area that I don't mind. Now, if food is a problem, might I suggest partaking in some of the fairy cakes that Egerton has? I don't see how there could possibly be any negative side effects if you were to try one. That, that sounds like a very good idea. Egerton, do you have any more of your fairy cakes? What? Do you have any more of your fatty cakes? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I come trotting over to the lean-to and reach in. He lives for this. He's very excited about this. Now, let me look Let me look at your aura. <laughs> yeah, okay. I think you're kind of an orange person. So I'm going to pull out one of these special orange icing ones. Here you go. And if you just take that. And uh, I'd say eat half now and maybe half in about an hour. But don't eat all of it at once. Thank you, Egerton. You're welcome. This is very nice. I will eat half. I'd like to see you eat it, though. So Ananka breaks it in half and eats half, places the other one somewhere beneath her cloak. It is powerful what you eat. It is a really, like, it's a powerful fairy cake. Roll fairy cakes. Rolling fairy cakes. That is a 10. Wow. You are fully refreshed, vibrant, lots of energy. You feel better than you felt in a long time, Ananka. Excellent. Wow. Oh, thank you so much for this fairy cake, Egerton, my fairy boy. This is very, very good. Okay, I am 100% confident. We just have to veer this way. And we suddenly you are filled with a cold, dark chill, Ananka. Something is nearby. It is him. Uh-oh, the fairy cake went bad. This happens sometimes. Now, everyone, just stay calm. Now, listen to my voice. Everything's going to be okay. You sit down. Maybe think about a nice story from your childhood. Focus on that. We'll keep everything nice and calm and quiet for you until this passes. It's totally normal. It happens to some of us sometimes. It is so close. It is literally outside the flaps, what you feel. I don't think this is just the fairy cakes. This is something very strong. I have not felt this in a very, very long time. 
We have to keep moving. We must go. Oh, okay. I'll go get Darcy. No, wait. No, I'll I'll not go. No, he's it, he's right outside. Who who's outside? Oh no. No, I believe that is just Darcy who would be outside. Um, Darcy, are you outside? There's no answer. Uh oh. You just hear the wind outside. But you should go check on the wind. <laughs> yes, I'll. Go see what the wind is doing. Blatt lifts up the flap of the lean-to, pokes his head out. So the sun is starting to go down. It's quite beautiful, the desert. And you see a silhouette of Darcy standing, maybe six feet away. You can still see her pretty well. It's light enough. And she's not moving. Uh, Darcy? I don't mean to be rude, but based on the conversation that we just had, your behavior is freaking people out a little. So I'm just talking now as a means of gaining your attention. Her head slowly turns towards you, and you see that her eyes are completely black. I see. Just a moment. I'm going to be returning to you after I speak to the others inside the lead-to. Close the flap. Sit down. In a calm, measured voice. In the brief time that we've been inside, Darcy has been possessed by the shattering. The what? No, what? Wait. Now, it's all right. I don't know why I said that. Nothing about this is all right. (laughs) Okay. Now is officially the time to panic. I'm in charge. Everybody, stand up. And we're going to start shaking a little bit. I'm going to cry. It's okay, though, because everything is not okay. And that's what we do when things aren't okay. We cry because it lets all of the sad out. Oh, no. The flap opens. Ah! Ananka shoots up and makes sure she's in front of Egerton and Blatt because she does love these guys. She doesn't want anything bad to happen to them, and especially because she's the one that brought them out along with her on this trip. Okay. You step in front and you see Darcy, well, Darcy's face, but it looks strange. And there are black orbs where her eyes would be. And a voice comes out. There you all are. Fairy cake. Give her a fairy cake. I got got a fairy cake. Do something with a fairy cake. All right. I throw a fairy cake at her. (laughs) And Darcy, suddenly you are standing in the tent. And they're all like panicking and they're all staring at you. Egerton's peeking out from behind Ananka and he's throwing a fairy cake at you. So a fairy cake bounces off my forehead. Got her! Egerton, what are you doing? It worked! Fairy cakes work against the shattering! Fairy cakes are the greatest invention ever. You know, I don't even know why we're bothering with all of these medallions and beetles and stuff. We'll just Hello. make a big batch of fairy cakes. Hello. We'll go find the shattering. Fairy and I'll, I'll cake. Them. Fairy yeah. cake. Fairy cake. Fairy what cake. What is going on? What? What am I? I don't even remember coming in here. What are you guys doing here? What? The, why are you throwing fairy cakes at me? Because your eyes are black. Uh, no, Egerton, my eyes are not black. Because Thanks for I noticing. Threw the fairy cake and it worked. Excuse me. Ananka, uh, could you make any sense of this for me? Because I don't understand what the fairy's saying. This is something I have not seen in a very long time. And I don't understand how he's able to find us this easily. Excuse me. Blatt, could you please tell me what's going on? You were possessed by the shattering, and now I'm debating whether or not we leave you in the desert to die. <laughs> what? Are you saying that, that something possessed me? Just briefly, for just a moment, you seem all right now, but I don't know if perhaps you've developed some sort of connection to the shattering or not. How do you feel generally? I, I feel fine. I don't feel connected to any shattering. Or Are you sure? Are you sure it wasn't just a trick of the light or something? I don't know if your opinion can be trusted. What do we do with her? Wait, wait I have a question. Um, can you say, there you all are? There you all are. Yeah, that wasn't the light. 
okay, I I don't know what's happening. Ananka, you said that you felt something or something's going on? I don't understand why. I don't understand how. He should not be able to find us this easily. This was not supposed to happen. I did not see this. We hear this quite a bit. Not supposed to, shouldn't have, there's no way this is going to, but it always seems to occur. Now we're getting picked off one at a time. Well, maybe we should get out of this place. Maybe we should head off. I don't know. What direction, Ananka? Where should we go? Well, let's see. To the north is desert. To the south is desert. If we go east, there's desert. And if we head westward... Oh, there's desert! Where can we go? Well, at least it won't be here where this thing is stalking us. Let us keep walking. I feel east. Let us go. Towards the darkness it is. Huzzah! So So you pack up and the four of you head off east, perhaps walking a little closer together this time. With Darcy in the middle. <laughs> so we can watch her. Mm-hmm. And it is starting to get dark. Oh, good. It's starting to get hard to see where the path is because it's sort of like an old road through the desert. And you, after a while, because of the wind, you no longer see your footsteps. Now, I need to know the order. Who's first? I know Darcy's in the middle-ish. I'll be first again. Ananka will be Ananka first. is first. <clears throat> I'm going to be last, the most important position in the line. <laughs> okay. And I'll be behind Darcy. No, no. I think Darcy is behind Blatt, who's behind Ananka, because I'm feeling a little unsure of myself. And I'm actually walking a little closer to the big half-demon than I would normally. How, how does uh, Blatt feel about having Darcy clinging to his back? Every so often... I'll look behind myself just to make sure that her eyes are still their original color. (laughs) Okay. So it's starting to get a little difficult. That's pretty, it's a desert. It's pretty flat. Uh, You hear, you know, the desert sounds are changing. The wind's dying down a little. It's starting to get pretty cold pretty quick. And how long do you guys want to keep walking? Until we see green. (laughs) (laughs) That's a long time. Hey, Ananka, I read stories about these creatures that used to chase fairies called snufflesaurs. And I'm wondering if maybe snufflesaurs are out in this desert. I wasn't too clear on where they are, but I feel kind of exposed back here and I can hear things. And, you know, there was the black eyes and everything. (laughs) So is that something, you know, like I need to be looking for? Should I carry a stick or a bell of some kind to frighten them (laughs) off? Don't worry, I brought my automated mortar and pestle. So any of those creatures try to attack you, I put them in here, I smash, I make big smash. They are made into food for me. Oh, okay. Second question. I'm getting pretty tired. Do you think we could stop and make camp here or somewhere close to here? The last time we made camp, you were possessed by the shattering. Well, if we don't sleep soon, I'm going to be possessed by something worse. So Ananka is concerned that morale is really <laughs> weakening. So she wavers and decides to give in and set up camp, making sure they are all in the same tent. Okay. So you're setting up at one of the large tents that you brought. Everyone's going to be in the tent. Everybody have anything they need to do alone, like in a horror movie? Anyone need to go outside in their underwear without a flashlight for any reason? I am not going outside at all. And in fact, I put myself right in between Blatt and Egerton with my sleeping roll. Blatt does not require a sleeping roll. He merely wraps himself in his wings due to it being very cold in the desert at night. So he (laughs) takes his shirt off for bed. Yes, he does. But turning his back to the others so that no one can see. I take out my um, body pillow that I brought with me. It's inflatable. And put on my sleeping hat. Um, and I've got a little bowl with some stones in it that tumble over each other gently and sound like a river. And I set that to one side. And I, I kind of snuggle up close to Darcy. Uh, and I say, can we keep the lantern on for a little while? That's, that's fine with me. Okay. Ananka, you're... Ananka's sleep sitting up. <laughs> because she can't. That's she not just... creepy. 
<laughs> wake up in the middle of the night in the tent and the witch is sitting in the corner, cross-legged staring. <laughs> Check her eyes! Check her eyes! Okay, so everyone roll 2d6 for me. Oh, God. And let me know who rolls the highest number. Nine. 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 What? Whoa. And they're all six and three, too. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. Blatt, Darcy, and Egerton, your eyes all open. You don't remember falling asleep, right? Because you're all were sort of snuggled and afraid. Your eyes all open at the exact same moment, and you hear a shuffling and a moaning sound outside the tent. Oh, jeez. It's the beginning of the middle of the end of time. And other brothers. Hey everyone, Sean here, and I am super excited to announce that this week's episode is sponsored by Liberty Vigilance. Are you looking for more audio drama meets live play with amazing characters and sound design that stands out from the rest? What if it also includes a colorful and dangerous futuristic world and high-stakes adventure? Get all that and more with Liberty Vigilance. It's a crew heading out into the fringe far from the safety of the Atreus walls. I truly adore the show and their approach to using actors to voice the GM and non-player characters. Search for Liberty Vigilance anywhere you listen to podcasts or learn more at libertyendoors.com. That's libertyendoors.com. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's time for Cooking Egerton Style with your host, Mike Howie. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for joining me. So Carter here helped me put together some of these fairy cakes that are actually based on the ones that Egerton would make in the show. So these are real life fairy cakes that you've made. Well, they're, they're about as close as we can get to real life fairy cakes. I mean, obviously, you know, fairy powder isn't really a thing. Sure. Uh, so I had to replace a few ingredients, but this is purple swirly. This is the one I probably talk about the most. It's very purple. It's really um, colorful. Yeah. So I, I've, I've set one aside here for you. Why don't you give it a shot? Uh, see what you think. Okay, well, I'd be really curious to know what you put in this to make it so bright, so colorful. Uh, hmm, it's quite... What? What's... It tastes like laundry detergent. What do you mean it tastes like... Oh, jeez. Okay, uh. so I was going to do this other show about laundry, and I may have mixed up the props a bit. So that may actually be a detergent pod. This is why it's so colorful? Well, no, the fairy cake is colorful because of the food dye, but uh, I guess it kind of looks the same uh, with the purple and it's kind of swirly and stuff. But if you actually look at the, the real fairy cake, you'll see it's pretty cool. I used a little pen of dye to write hashtag other bothers uh, for the fans. I thought they would like that. Isn't that a great idea, Carter? I don't feel so good. You're fine. And we actually saw on a review on uh, iTunes, uh, it's a great place for people to review, that they love the idea of fairy cakes and how much it's influenced the show. So thanks, everyone, who does that. I like to leave a poor review. Um, okay, well, here, here you know, I've got a glass of almond milk here. Why don't you take that? Wa just, you know, just, just wash okay, a little bit down. All right, all right. Get it out of your system. This is not almond milk. Oh, yeah. That's the bleach from the laundry set. Oh, oh God. Fortunately, a lot of people have been really helpful in going to patreon.com slash albasalix and supporting the show. And that means that we can 
probably afford the ambulance ride. Oh. Well, I think that's all the time we have for the Eggerson cooking Call show. Call 911. Eggerton. Is that your water rock thing making that sound? No, the, the, the rocks make more of a tumble sound. That's a shuffle sound. And I left my shuffler at home. What? Is the witch in the lean-to? Ananka is there. You wake up with a start as they're talking, Ananka. Why is everyone awake? I thought we were supposed to rest. I stopped because we had to rest. Oh, zombie. Yeah, zombie. Just zombie. terrified, that's all. I personally like my brains the way they are. And last time they said they wanted brains, and I wasn't okay with that. So I think that someone should probably go ask the zombie to go away and play with a snuffle sore. Something bumps the outside of the tent. Okay, so... I'm going to go on to this side of the tent now, away from the bumping, and I, um, blat, 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 blat. I think you should probably, you know, go play bazooka with the zombie. I was going to point out, Harrison is wearing a sleeping hat and clutching his body pillow. Mm -hmm. Because I have a soul-bound bazooka. I'm the one that constantly have to deal with zombie attacks. There's a ripping sound, and you see, like, something clawing and trying to claw its way through the side. Clearly not intelligent enough to try and come in the flap. Just trying to rip through, and the moaning is quite loud now. So I just assume that this is a zombie or one of the undead, so I grasp the stone around my cord and I hold it aloft and I call on Loxen for protection, which is one of my abilities. What does it say? It says roll plus wisdom. That's a seven. It's a nine with my plus two. And it says uh, turn undead right? on a seven plus so long as you continue to pray and brandish your holy symbol, no undead may come within reach of you. Ooh. Okay. So all of a sudden, the ripping stops in the tent, and you just hear the moaning, and it's moving around the tent. And I'm just mumbling a prayer and holding my uh, stone around my neck. I need to get a stone like that. <laughs> all right. Now that that's happened, I feel confident that I may then heroically step out of this tent and see what is occurring. Ananka does not let Vlad step out of that tent because she feels extremely responsible for this situation. Okay, so what do so you do? Ananka gets them to go to the back of the tent and she exits the tent to see what is happening. But I have a soul-bound web. All right. <laughs> you go, girl. Okay, so you pu push him back. You don't mm -hmm. let him. Oh, you grab him? Okay. Mm -hmm. And you let her? You're yep, okay? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you do you. <laughs> Okay, and so Ananka, you open the flap, and it is not yet dawn, so it's a little hard to see, but you see there must be, there's a lot, there's a lot of shambling, half-humanoid-like creatures shambling slowly around the tent. You see three or four just on this side, and they all turn towards you as you open the flap, and they start moving towards you. What the hell? <laughs> okay, so you seem to have made it this far. You can follow us no matter where we go, it appears. Can Ananka reach for her weapon? She may. Okay, so you're, you, you see Ananka step outside the flap and you draw your weapon. And I'm very excited to, to learn what this weapon is, Ananka. Uh, the weapon is a staff made out of the bones of her three former horsemen. Oh my goodness. What? Dear Lord in heaven. So just as the flaps close, you see her pull something white and long from her back. And Ananka, yeah, so there are four of them moving towards you as you step outside the flap. And you want to attack? I do, I would like to attack. Okay, so that's hack and slash. Roll 2d6 plus strength. Your strength bonus. Ooh. That's a 14. You just rolled a natural 12? I did. Wow. Plus two. <laughs> so 14. Okay. So on a 10 plus, 
normally in battle, you take damage when you give damage. Mm -hmm. You can actually do full damage to one of them and not get hit at all from that one you're attacking. There are four coming at you, so none of them will be able to hit you this round. Mm -hmm. Or you can do an additional plus D6 damage, but you're going to take some damage. I will take some damage. Okay, so let's first of all roll your D10 plus your bonus, which is two. Your strength bonus mm -hmm. is two, so that's four. And then roll a D6. Plus is eight. So um, you guys hear, what What does Ananga do when she attacks with her staff? What do they hear? Do you scream something? Or are you... Awesome. And you guys hear what sounds like bones exploding outside as basically you cut through two of them and they explode into pieces. So two of them are down. And the problem is that there are two others that do attack you. So can you roll it? Well, I'll just roll it, I think. And this Thunderworld, you're supposed to roll it, but I like rolling once in a while. So, okay. okay. So you take two damage. Mm -hmm. So Ananka, you take two damage. However, your robe has an armor of two and it absorbs two damage. So basically one of them latches onto you from behind and is like trying to like bite you, but it's just bouncing off your robe. You take no damage. Okay. So that's what you guys hear. You hear a war cry, and you hear these explosions of bone, and you hear scrabbling from outside the hut. So I uh, start moving towards Blatt and Egerton at the back of the tent to try and reach out for their arms to okay. bring them into my circle. And the second you let go of your amulet, you hear the moaning increase, and zombies start to crash through the tent walls, ripping it apart. Let's keep praying. Must keep praying. So then I, my hands fly back to my throat, clutching the stone, and I start doubling my, my praying and stop moving. Instantly, you see the zombies that are now half in the tent all sort of stop and sort of just be looking at the two of the three of you. And they're all just standing there. Locks and grant me strength, locks and grant me strength, locks and I really need to strength. get one of those stones. Egerton, make sure you stay close to Darcy. Okay. It's time to use a long-range weapon in close range. <laughs> Bazooka! And instantly, you call your weapon to you, and a bazooka materializes on your shoulder, the tube coming out in front of you, and a display popping up, and, and a little green light says, armed and loaded. Uh, Blatt flips it around in the other direction, uses the end of the bazooka, smashing it in the face of a zombie in front of him. Roll hack and slash. Ooh, ten. a natural Plus 10. strength. Do you have a strength Plus bonus? Strength, uh, it's a negative, so that's a nine. Okay. Blatt, you basically do damage, so let's roll your damage die, which is a D8. Six. Okay. So you, you have to sort of step forward further than you expected, but you put your bazooka right through its head and it just drops to the ground lifeless, but you stumble forward away from Darcy and another zombie tries to latch onto you and grabs your leg and is gnawing on your leg for three hit points damage. Need the witchy stick! Witchy stick over here to the back of the tent, witchy stick! I jump up, suddenly remembering what I got from the quartermaster. <laughs> and I reach into my fairy pouch to the very bottom and pull out a handful of burned fairy cakes. And I take aim at the one chewing on Blatt's leg and throw it as hard as I can. <laughs> Look at Sean's face. I broke Sean. Where did these burned ones come from? The quartermaster we visited. Yeah. And he gave me a battle axe that I left behind because it was too heavy. Right. And a bunch of burned cakes. And I didn't understand what they were for. Okay. So uh, thank you. Uh, so the, the, the you, you see Egerton throw a blackened fairy cake, which bounces off the zombie on your leg. Witchy stick. I asked for a witchy stick. Soiled dessert items aren't going to help in this situation. Outside, Ananka, all the zombies, like there's there's a zombie on your back and it drops off and the other one that's left, you had four there, two are dead. They're just ignoring you and moving towards the, the three that are inside the tent. And so Ananka, of course, follows them into the tent. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's got her witching stick. So 
once again yells, Od śmierci życie! And stabs the hell out of them. So you see two zombies coming through the tent flap, and then you see Ananka come through, shout this cry, and describe what they see you swinging. This rod made of very well-tempered bones. And roll 2d6, hack and slash, plus your strength bonus of 2. That's a 10. What happens? Roll your damage. Let's roll your damage, and then I'll have you tell me one. Oh, well, you have a choice. Okay, Okay, so that's 1 plus 2 is 3 damage. Do you want to roll the additional d6 and risk taking damage, or? Um, I will roll the additional d6. Okay. So four. Seven. Okay, so basically there there were two zombies coming in, and then Ananka up here swings this crazy bone-like thing, and one of them just explodes into dust. There's still one zombie there. So there are... It's hard, guys. There's all kinds of zombies coming through the tents. It's dark, but there's at least another three. It's maybe four. It's hard to tell in all of the action. So Darcy sees that Egerton got a burnt fairy cake from out of his bag. I stop my praying and I run over to Egerton and I grab his bag and I empty it out. And ideally more fairy cakes drop out more burnt fairy cakes. Yes. I grab all the fairy cakes in my hand and I have a, I have a rote spell called sanctify, which means that food or water I hold in my hands is consecrated by my deity. So I cast that sanctify on all these burnt fairy cakes and I lob as many as I can in different directions to zombies because these are now deified consecrated fairy cakes. No, I'm going to say they are deified sanctified fairy cake grenades. Mm. (laughs) Okay, so roll your... We'll say you get two of them thrown off in different directions. I roll six uh, damage. Roll 2d6 to hit, first of all. Oh, okay. I'll give you a plus one because they're grenades. A four. Do you have a, for a volley, what's your dex? I have a plus one, so I'm at five. Okay, so you miss. But you see Darcy holding all, pouring out your stuff, grabbing these cakes, and then just throwing them, two of them, in two (laughs) random directions. And they literally hit the ground and explode, just shredding the tent. Um, And the zombies are still there, but it's a pretty loud explosion. Good thing I didn't eat those ones. Blatt, once again, uses the end of the bazooka as a blunt weapon to try to get this one off his leg. Okay, roll 2d6, hack and slash. Four. Okay, so you are just like, tell me what happens, you're just like slamming it down into it. (laughs) Slamming it down into it and just hitting the remains of his clothing, thinking that I'm hitting him. Get off of my leg. <laughs> and he bites hard into your ankle. You hear something crunch and you take three hip. No, where'd you stand? <laughs> um, all of the zombies now are moving in on you guys now that Darcy is throwing grenades. So there are, there's one latch to the leg of Blatt and you th- see there are three others now coming through the tent walls. I hear Blatt cry and screw up my courage and scream, Blatt, and jump on the back of the zombie that's chewing on his leg. Okay. And try and hammer it with weak fists. You can totally do that. Roll hack and slash. Hack and slash. That is a uh, six. Oh, you have a minus one strength? I do have a minus one strength. (laughs) Okay, so both you and Blatt are pounding the clothing that this zombie is wearing, and it has continued to gnaw on Blatt's leg. Okay, anybody else want to knock it? I feel like Ananka needs to go now. Can I do Merciless? Is that a thing I can do? It is a thing you can do. Ooh, I I like the sound of that. My advanced move of Merciless. Read Merciless. So Merciless, when you deal damage, you deal plus 1d4 damage. Yes, you could have been using that all this time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's a natural Okay, ability. so you, I guess you're going to attack one of them with your staff. Okay. So tell us how you want to attack which zombie and how you want to attack them. I would, well, I, I think 
Blatt and Egerton have got this one covered. <laughs> We're not so sure about that, but yes. <laughs> really not don't. It's a valid, uh, it's a know, valid assumption. I really think, you know, two against one, and I have yeah. faith in them because, like, I partly why I ex- I didn't expect this to happen, but I expected, you know, something might come up. So yeah. I do believe they're well-trained enough that they can handle the one zombie two-on-one. Okay. So. Oh, you wrote a fail and you wrote a fail. You both get an experience point. Yeah. Ooh. Forget. Okay, yeah. Okay, and yeah. I'm sorry, how many are there in the tent now? I've there are three here. in the tent that are converging in. Okay. Um, Darcy is throwing some kind of sanctified grenade. There's one latched on to Blatt. All right. So I will address two of them. Okay, go for it. So that's a six. Okay, so tell me what happens. When you go, two of them are like lined up. They're right there. Like it's a perfect sweep. How do you miss? What happens? I have another flash of just not knowing that presence just suddenly invades my mind just for a split second and it just completely throws me off. I love it. You feel the shattering enter your brain and say, Ananka. And then it's broken, but it's just you see Ananka stumble forward and a zombie latches onto you. The third one latches onto you and starts gnawing on your shoulder for four damage. So one of them is now latched onto the back of Ananka. Okay. So I see that my fairy cake bombs are not being very effective. They shredded, they exploded, they look really effective, they just missed. They missed all the zombies. So I've now moved over beside Blatt and the zombie gnawing on his foot. And I again clutch my stone and I start praying again. And I'm rolling to turn undead. Plus wisdom. And it's really bad. (laughs) And it's a three. So we're never getting this zombie off Blatt's leg. (laughs) There's now three of you. So, Egerton, you are riding a zombie. Blatt, you're trying to bash it with your bazooka, screaming, I assume, at this point. Absolutely. But you are very excited to see Darcy come over and grasp her amulet and start doing her thing. But it's continuing to feed on your leg, and it's working its way up towards your juicy calf. What is happening? Bashy, bashy! Four. <laughs> oh, you got an experience point, Darcy, for that oh, last one. You I, get another experience point. I don't want an experience point. Egerton, do you want to try and do anything? Yeah, I you scream s- and I bite it. Okay. God. Ah. I'm. I'm gonna say that at this point, it is so not. You don't have to roll because it is not even trying to defend itself from you. It is just slowly eating Blatt alive, so you can bite it. Roll one d four, or no, roll your. What are your damage? D10. What's your damage dice? Oh, I get d six. That's a six. Minus one, so it's a five. Explain to me how Egerton kills a zombie by biting it in the back. It's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> he, I just broke my pen. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, use that as like. Use it. He he bites into the rotting flesh <laughs> and gets this like acrid taste and pulls away. Uh, Little does he know that there's already a blade buried next to the spinal column from when the zombie was first killed, but didn't quite hit. So by pulling away some flesh, he moves the blade that's been wedged in there and severs the spinal column of the zombie. So Egerton spits out some really gross looking stuff and the zombie is now a pile of bones at your feet. What? Now there are still <laughs> There's still a horde of zombies outside the tent. There is still a, a, a zombie on your back, Ananka, and there are two that are now moving towards them. And there's one on your back. What do you want to go for? Well, I, I, I throw off the one on my back because I am strong. Despite taking all these hit points, Ananka's pretty strong. Okay, so that could be him. Roll it. Roll hack and slash. Let's roll strength. Defy danger strength. You're just trying to throw it. Roll 2d6 plus your strength. So that's a four. (laughs) We've lost our mojo. You get experience. (laughs) Oh, good. So Ananka basically falls backwards out (laughs) the tenth flap, and you just hear a clattering and commotion outside. And in the tent, there are two zombies now coming for the three of you. Blatt, horrified (laughs) at what he's just seen, 
spins the bazooka around facing the proper way, screams at Egerton, bloody gut mouth, take the others in the opposite direction as fast as you can. And Blatt flies upwards. Into the roof of the tent. Into the roof of the tent, <laughs> trying to pull the tent upwards. All right, let's roll the five. You could basically that could be. I guess that's going to be strength. It could be dex or strength. It'll be dex. <laughs> five plus one's a six. <laughs> you get an experience point. <laughs> So tell us what happens to Blad as he tries to fly up through oh, the roof of no. the tent. Have you ever seen a bird at the airport? <laughs> <laughs> Just trying to get out and can't. So Black keeps flying upwards at the very top of the tent, and every so often it goes about two inches off the ground. <laughs> But nothing is really happening of any import, despite all the flapping. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to say the tent comes down. So you are all now covered in a falling tent. You hear zombies trying to crawl through it towards you. There's a giant flapping demon trying to get his wings free. I send out the call. Run away! <laughs> So I start crawling as fast as I can with a tent on me just to get out of the mess. Okay. Roll 2d6 plus strength or dex. It'll be dex. <laughs> it's a two. <laughs> I get an experience you point. You get an experience point. Okay, so Darcy is trapped under the tent. Anyone else? I'm, I'm, yes, go ahead, Ananka. What do you want? Can Ananka try heirloom? <laughs> Try what? Can I try heirloom? Is that a tomato? Can I consult the spirits that reside within my signature weapon? You may. Ooh. I'm going to try to use heirloom because this is getting out of control. <laughs> okay, read that. When you consult the spirits that reside within your signature weapon, they will give you an insight relating to the current situation and might ask you some questions in return. Is there any kind of role? Roll plus CHA. On Charisma. Okay. On a 10 plus, the GM will give you good detail. On a 7 to 9, the GM will give you an impression. Okay. Roll 2d6 plus to your charisma bonus. Okay. I think is, uh, charisma is, is yeah. So it's 9. So the three spirits of your horsemen awaken and everybody, even those who are under the flaps of the collapsing <laughs> tent, screaming, run away or whatever, see this bright light flooding through the fabric of the tent. And... Let me see that sheet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to do with this one. That is such a weird ability. It That's is. so cool. Wouldn't the spears be kind of pissed off at you? <laughs> no, they're, 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 they're happy to help. Yes. yes, we will help you, even though you beheaded <laughs> us and turned us into a staff. <laughs> I wouldn't trust that advice. You instantly know that you have to defeat them all, or you have to try and take on the Shattering directly. Thanks, Staff Spirits. <laughs> I'm glad she took your bones and made them into a staff. Okay, uh, so is anybody trying to do anything else I'm that's inside the tent? I'm trying to get out of the tent. And there's, there's a zombie, by the way, that, well, you don't take any damage, but he's trying to bite through your robe still on your back. You're on top of him. You fell back on him, but there's still a zombie trying to eat you through your robe. These zombies are rude. Yes. I'm going to try and run away from the tent as it's collapsing. Okay, so let's roll 2d6. That could be dex. <sighs> 12! Yay! I'm free! Egerton escapes into the beautifully <laughs> cold, refreshing nighttime desert air. And you see a tent with all these forms struggling <laughs> around in it. And you see Ananka on her back with a zombie under her on the oh. other side of the tent. Get out! Come towards my voice! <laughs> How many zombies are left? <laughs> You're not sure. There's definitely some zombies crawling around inside the tent, and there's one outside of the tent that you think with Ananka, but you're not sure what's going on outside the tent. You're sort of trapped, in, buried inside the tent. And so 
Naranka pushes him off and just— He's under you. You are on oh, top of him. I'm on top of him. Of yeah. course I am. <laughs> okay, so um, Ananka just starts pummeling him. Love it. Just Do with it. their fists? Yep. Just pummeling roll, him with their fists? Roll 2d6. So 9 plus 2, so it's 10. Uh, 11. Wow. Wow. So what happens? How do you, you literally, this thing is dust, but what, you just roll over and start? Just, you know, until there's no face seen. <laughs> the face is obliterated. Oh. It is just nothing but the innards of the face left. You guys hear some crunching and gritted teeth mumbling from outside, those of you outside the tent. Uh, Egerton, you see Ananga just decimate what's left of this one zombie. But I are... turn and throw up. Okay. <laughs> You who just ate acrid zombie flesh, turn and throw up. Mm-hmm. That was in the, the moment. Well, what are we doing trapped under? <laughs> just I- trying to fly up. <laughs> <laughs> Roll 2d6. Plus strength. Ooh, nine. We got our mojo back. Eight. Oh. Okay, so the tent starts to fly up. You're suddenly freed, Darcy, and you see the two zombies sort of blinking and starting to oh, move towards you. And the tent is now like flapping up, crashing down to the ground, flying up, <laughs> crashing into a cactus, going the other way. You hear screaming. I've lifted us upward, and now I shall use my bazooka to... <laughs> and the tent is receding into the distance. <laughs> I can't quite see the... <laughs> Are there any zombies left in the tent? You take, or they... you take one hit point. Oh, that was sharp. No, the, the two zombies, everything's uncovered. Darcy and the two zombies are now laying there. <laughs> it's pretty much Blatt with a tarp over him flying off into the distance. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> sort of half crashing, half flying. All right. So I freed from my bonds, leap up, and I start running towards the disappearing tent, and I'm just yelling, Bazooka! 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 And we cut to morning. (laughs) And the four adventurers are a little bedraggled, sitting around an unlit fire with no tent as the sun rises. And there is signs of battle and decrepit bones all around. Next time, can we stay at a hotel? (laughs) I, I I don't know how that could have gone worse. (laughs) She was possessed. You, I don't even want to remember what you did. And witchy bone stick lady is starting to freak me out. And I say this as a half demonic being. I don't feel that this adventuring thing is something that we should be continuing to do. I'm a file clerk from a future time. And I did not even have the wherewithal to choose a weapon that I could use in close quarters. I apologize for your tent. I lost my pillow. I don't apologize for that. Is Egerton still wearing the sleeping hat? Yeah. (laughs) Ananka, I don't feel like this was a successful field trip. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like something went terribly terribly wrong and right now I blame you well I blame Moira for signing the permission slips (laughs) (laughs) you hear a creaking sound like the sound that a hut would make if it was walking on four chicken legs coming from over the next dune So, weirdly specific description. I've never met a hut on four legs. You have now. You see a hut come over the dune, walking sort of awkwardly on four chicken legs, heading right towards you all. Bazooka! No, Blood! No! Blood, it is no, it is my heart! Long distance is what I'm good at! I'm pretty sure Greg might be in there! Long (laughs) distance! 
The End of Time and Other Bothers, an improvised fantasy role-playing game set in the world of Alba Salix. Your game master is Sean Howard, with Carter Siddle as Blatt, Michael Howie as Egerton, Marisa King as Darcy, and special guest Maggie Makar as Ananka. Dialogue editing and transcription by Michael Howie. Additional material and sound design by Eli McElveen. Story consultant, Laura Packer. Game consultant, Stephen Smith. Join our Patreon for weekly bonus content, access to our Discord server, and lots more. You'll find it all at otherbothers.com. Upward, and now I shall use my bazooka to. Ah! I can't quite see the. Ah! All right, skyward again. Oh, that was sharp. Oh, I've hit a cactus. I think I think this way's up. Oh, that's the ground. This is up. I think this is up. Ah! What is this? A pot in my face. This pot from the stupid flap is the. Ah! I can't, there's so many random items flapping around. Ah! Okay, I think maybe this is the... Uh, uh, ah! The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Oh, hey, friends, it's me, your Dungeon Master, Russ Moore. You don't know me, but I'm going to introduce you to Dungeons & Dragons, where I play D&D with my friends... And, th- and they're going to become your friends because you're going to love us so much. I mean, maybe maybe you won't love us, but we'll love you. Let me give you a taste of the show in 42 seconds. Let's go. You must have a, f- and a flask. He's anything. got a satchel. This is the most disappointed <laughs> way I've ever heard anyone say the word satchel. Cost. How much is a donkey cost? Russ, how much is a donkey cost? How much is the a question donkey everyone cost? wants to know. <laughs> For one hour. It's concentration, so if you do another concentration spell... It's abjuration, you doink. It's concentration. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like exactly the sort of person you should probably tell your friends about. The kind that are there and say, like, weird, mysterious things and then just disappear? Yeah, that's why I'm telling oh, you. Okay. Also, he had three eyes. Oh! We're having this rager. I mean, Lich Astley and the Magic Magic Missiles is going to be playing <laughs> later tonight. Is he ever going to give you up? <laughs> Never going to give you up. Never going to let you down. Orcus is going to rule all and he won't desert you. What else do I need to tell you? We're Dungeons & Dragons. You can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts or at dumbdragons.com. We can't wait to adventure with you.